Welcome to Front Office Pros. We are at day five of NFL Free Agency. And just like we have been this entire week, we are here to give you our reactions to all the signings that took place. Free Agency is definitely slowing down, uh, but there are still guys to talk about. Before we get started, we're asking you to write in the comments, what was your favorite signing on day five of Free Agency? Hut, hut, hike! Tight end Mike Gusecki. Signed with the New England Patriots. He signed on a one-year deal with a max amount of $9 million. Joe, what is your reaction to this news? We were just talking about him <laughs> yesterday, and this is not where you wanted to go. Yeah. You know, Steve, I was, when I read the tweet this morning when I woke up, I was pretty disappointed. But then, you know, after scrolling through Twitter and seeing Field Yates uh, post about Bill O'Brien, uh you know, trying to recruit him when he was with Penn State, um, you know, that that gave me uh, some confidence. And maybe this isn't such a bad signing. I mean, honestly, um, you know, thinking about it, it's going to be hard for New England to use him less than what the Dolphins did. You know, he was barely on the field, uh, mainly because he didn't fit their run-blocking scheme. And the times that he did, he still didn't even get that many targets. Yeah, he had less snaps than Durham Smythe <laughs> by a good amount. Uh, I mean, he did have decent routes run, and he was 20th in the league for routes run, 330 routes run. Uh, in total, he had 459 snaps, uh, which, again, is crazy low. He ranked 53rd in all of tight ends, which is kind of hard to believe because the tight end landscape is not that great. So you would think that he would do much better. Whereas Durham Smythe had 655 snaps and he ranked 24th. So I, I agree with you. I think when it comes to Gusecki, I would find it hard to believe that he would get used less than what he was used last year in Miami. I mean, he had 52 targets, which was the worst since his rookie year. The year before that, he had his highest at 112 targets, 73 catches for 780 yards. Um, he's had six touchdowns before. He had five touchdowns last year. So he has been able to be a tight end one. He's been seventh and then ninth. His, you know, last This past season, he was 23. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with Hunter Henry. I think he will be the number one guy. Uh, he signed a prove-it deal, so he's looking to cash in. Must have not been the market that he was hoping for. But the familiarity with him and Bill O'Brien, that's the part that made me feel better, like you said, Joe. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes me feel better. I mean, there's no doubt Gasicki's a talented guy, and he should get utilized. You know, it would make me feel even better if the Patriots were to move on from Hunter Henry. But I still think, you know, regardless – uh, Gasicki's the more talented guy and should get utilized. I'm hoping more than Hunter Henry. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, Gesicki's role is larger than the John U. Smith role. That is, that is being left behind. That's the scary part. That's where you yeah. don't know. Now, Hunter Henry is he, he's more of a receiving tight end too. He wasn't that known for his blocking either. Correct. Cor correct. You know, uh, he definitely, that's where I feel like, they were almost using John Smith more as a blocking guy. And then Hunter Henry was getting out and running the routes. So being that they're kind of similar player types, it's kind of interesting that, you know, that they did bring in Gesicki and gave him the one year prove it deal. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that they cut him or he gets cut at training camp. If he doesn't get cut now, because 
it doesn't make sense. Both both tight ends have a very similar. I mean, I think Gasecki's a, a better receiving tight end, and he's just you know he's a bigger athletic guy. But I I just be kind of odd to have both of them in, in the tight end group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Mac Jones should be happy. I mean, this is a huge target for him in the middle of the field. That's that's one thing. Um, you know, so hoping hoping for the best with uh, Gasicki in this Patriots offense. <laughs> yeah, this will probably be Mac Jones' biggest opportunity since he's been in the league. Now they've got Juju Smith-Schuster, they've got Mike Gasicki, both added in for agency. They got Ramondre Stevenson, who's an all-purpose type back, and they've got Devontae Parker, who you know he did show flashes. They've got guys like Tyquan Thornton. Um, you know he showed flashes as well. So there really should be no excuse for this team. Uh, you know, and with Bill O'Brien coming in, they should be a better offense. And if they're not, they're probably moving on from Mac Jones. Yeah, well, it definitely should be. I mean, uh, Matt Patricia had absolutely zero business running an offense with Joe Judge last year. I mean, come on, what what are the Patriots doing? I mean, a, a, a known defensive guy, and then you're all of a sudden going to just let him, your second year quarterback, and you're going to let him just control the offense? Like, did Mac Jones zero favors last year with that? Yeah, maybe Bill Bill Belichick's head was just too big and thought that you know it could work. I don't know. I guess, man. I I don't know. When I when I first heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is an absolute disaster. And sure enough, it was. <laughs> so some of the other signings that took place on day five: quarterback Marcus Mariota signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, one year, eight million dollars. That was his max amount that he can get. Quarterback Cooper Rush is re-signing with the Dallas Cowboys at two years, a max amount of $6 million. Linebacker Devin Bush, a former first-round pick, bust for the Steelers, is now getting a second chance with the Seattle Seahawks in a one-year deal. We're still waiting on the terms. Linebacker Drew Tranquil, who had a career year last year with the Chargers, ended up signing with the Kansas City Chiefs, staying in the AFC West. He's getting one year at a max of $5 million. And then safety Julian Love, uh, he also had a career year. He's signing with the Seattle Seahawks for two years, $12 million. Some other players uh, that signed, uh, safety Nick Scott uh, signed with the Cincinnati Bengals for three years, uh, around $12 million. You also saw Donald Parham Jr., the tight end of the Chargers. He came back with them on a two-year deal of $2.65 million, uh, max amount that he can earn. Defensive tackle or interior defensive lineman Dean Lowry, formerly of the Packers, he signed with the Minnesota Vikings on a two-year deal uh, for eight and a half million. And we also saw safety Mike Edwards, formerly of the Buccaneers, he is signing with the Kansas City Chiefs on a one-year deal worth three million, with a chance to get five million with incentives. So, Joe, what is your reaction to these group of guys? Yeah, so the the first one that stands out to me would be, uh, you know. Eagles bringing in uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, very interesting. The they decided to bring him in. I mean, Minshew went over to Indianapolis Colts, so they needed somebody to back up. And I, you know, I think Mariota is still a solid backup. You know, yeah, he, he's not a starter. He kind of showed that with Atlanta last year, but I still think he's a capable and uh, decent backup to have in the in the league. So good move by Philly there. And then, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, brought in uh, Bush and Love. For the visit and decided to sign both of them. I'm interested to see if Devin Bush can kind of rebound from the, his time in Pittsburgh and being uh, away from that organization and getting some new life with the Eagle or the Seahawks. 
and kind of uh, taken over because they lost uh, Barton in free agency as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he kind of fills in for that role. And then, you know, Julian Love, it'll be interesting because they already – I wonder what's going to happen with, like, Quandre Diggs and uh, Adams on uh, in the secondary. So I thought it was kind of an interesting move. Like you mentioned, Julian Love coming off a breakout year that the Seahawks would go ahead and bring him in as well. Yeah, when it comes to Marcus Mariota, he fits a similar profile to Jalen Hurts. You know, he has that mobility. So it really is a perfect fit for them as far as a backup is concerned. Mariota has been a starter. He's, he's even played in the playoff game. You know, I think, unfortunately for him, uh, this is the end uh, for him and his possibility of being a, a franchise quarterback or a starter. Atlanta was really his last shot at it, and it just didn't work out for him. So it's just one of those things, you know, having being a franchise quarterback is is not an easy task. It's very difficult. Uh, but I think uh, he, he's now really in that backup territory for the rest of his career. But it's a great spot for him. He's going to get paid. And, you know, you never know. I mean, Hertz does run. You know, he puts his body in harm's way uh, more so than other quarterbacks. So you never know. Um, he may be called upon to, to, to start, uh, you know, in, in situations. So we'll have to see with that. Um, you know, the rush signing, you know, uh, it, to me, it's it's pretty irrelevant. Uh, I, don't, I know you kind of thought that they would be better off starting rush over Dak Prescott. I know that's kind of a bold <laughs> take. But he did, you know, he did do pretty well. He knows the system, so it makes sense. I'm with you there. I'm really excited to see how Devin Bush does in Seattle. He's got that first-round pedigree. I know you were really excited for him as a, you know, Michigan Wolverine fan. And, you know, I just some – some organizations it just doesn't work out and so this is a great opportunity for him you know like you said cody barton is gone and and jordan brooks you know he tore his acl really late in the season so you know bush i think has an opportunity to compete to possibly you know get some snaps and you know seattle they've done a really good job developing their linebackers so this is this might be what he needs Uh, so definitely signs of life for him for sure We'll see if he – it's going to be kind of a training camp deal, I'm sure. Um, he's not a shorter spot by any means, but I think it's a good opportunity for him. And then for Julian Love, it's interesting because the Seahawks have Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams, like you said. So, you know, what does this mean, you know, for his role? Is he just going to have less snaps? Uh, could Jamal Adams – you know, he's had a lot of injuries over the past few years. Uh, could he be possibly released by the team moving on? I kind of doubt it. Uh, you know, cause he, they traded so much for him and he, when he is healthy, he's such a dynamic player. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. Maybe it's just an insurance policy for them. I don't know. But the one player I do want to mention of this whole group, that's very frustrating, especially from an IDP standpoint is Drew Tranquil going to the chiefs. I don't understand this move at all. When it comes to the Kansas city chiefs, they've got Nick Bolton, who's a tackling machine. He was unbelievable. And then you also have Willie Gay, who really showed signs of life. He, I, I thought he was a bust, but he really turned it on and really started doing well after that suspension. They drafted Leo Chanel last year, so I thought that he was going to possibly get involved. That's why I traded Nick Bolton in one of my leagues, uh, and I regret that pretty strongly because they rotate their linebackers. And now they signed Drew Tranquil, who obviously I mean, he was a great player last year, had a career year for the Chargers, had 146 total tackles. I mean, he was a really good player for them. I was really surprised that they didn't try to keep him. 
but he signs there for a one-year $5 million deal. And now is he going to take away snaps from Nick Bolton or Willie Gay? I don't, I doubt he's going to be there just to play special teams. Like, you know, he showed that he could be a, a you know, a dynamic defender. So I, that one really is puzzling to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, if you're in IDP leagues, it definitely wasn't the ideal spot. You would want Tranquil to go. That's for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that he really cut in a Nick Bolton. I mean, that guy just flies all over the field and is really a key cog to their defense the way he, like you mentioned, he's just an absolute tackling machine. You just he flashes on the film. So, you know, maybe it's just a case of maybe it's uh they just want to keep that rotation. Maybe they weren't really that impressed with Chanel that they did draft last year. They feel like he needs a little more time, and you know, maybe it's uh Willie Gay who ends up splitting them more time with Drinkwell than Bolton. So that was our reactions to day five of free agency. We've been doing videos all throughout this week, and if you haven't watched them. We encourage you to check them out. And if you're liking these videos, please like this video uh, so that others can also see it as well. We're a relatively new channel, so we would encourage you to subscribe to our channel, hit that notification bell, and put in the comments below what was your favorite signing of day five of free agency. Thank you so much for watching, and until next time.